Poor John Gibson. That loss wasn't his fault. I mean, he tried to do the best he could. The defense was just lousy in front of him. All right, let's hit the music. You're locked on Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. A reminder, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, and a plethora of others. All right, so today we're going to talk about the game that was that happened last night at the Ponda. The Ducks fell to the Dallas Stars 3-2. to It wasn't all that fun if you're a Ducks fan, especially the very end. I mean, the start of the game was fun. They looked good at the start. They were winning. I've said this a bajillion times this season, but they were. Keyword, were winning. And John Gibson was playing out of his freaking mind. So instead of... Re- I'm going to do a quick recap. The Ducks did get off to a slow start in the first period. Fosca scored his fourth of the season. The second period was all Anaheim Ducks. They had... The majority of puck control, they were getting a lot of very good shot attempts off. And they got two goals. One from the elite one seed, Derek Grant. And the other from Troy Terry. That line looked really good. Well, it was mostly Terry and Zegras doing the hard work in that line. But Troy Terry, his 31st goal of the season. So good for him. And then they blew it in the end again. Blowing yet another lead this season. They gave up two late goals, one to Rupe Hintz, one to Jacob Peterson, and neither of those were John Gibson's fault, which I'm going to talk about right now. The defense was almost non-existent in front of him because all three of those goals that the Ducks allowed were right in the low slot, and two of those goals were just bad defensive lapses or missing their assignment. This is something that is plaguing the Ducks, especially late, or especially after the All-Star break, rather. That has been a key detriment to any success that they could have. The Ducks right now, they are stuck with a 10-game lose. Yeah, you heard me right. A 10-game losing streak. They are still stuck at 65 points with only 14 games left. They are plummeting out of the playoff picture Just like that, they're almost mathematically... Yes, they're already almost mathematically eliminated, if you can believe that. They're a whopping 12 points behind the Dallas Stars. But let's look at John Gibson for a little bit, shall we? John Gibson played out of his mind. He was incredible. He made terrific stop after terrific stop. He had a couple of very acrobatic saves. A couple that made me say, whoa, mama. Yep. I did actually say that out loud. There were a couple that I went, yeah, that was pretty good. And one where I went, did he just commit larceny on that one? Yes. But man, the defense was horrendous in the first period, you know, leading me to say, get the taser ready. Get it. Get the taser right now. Yeah. Give him all the medieval weaponry you want. The defense in front of John Gibson has been poor, especially lately. 
He's trying his best. This was one of his better games of the season. He played like an all-star, and the defense in front of him simply did not. And this goes to all six defensemen that were in front of him that just could not do anything. They, they couldn't. Not that they're incapable. They just wouldn't do it. I mean, there was that incredible save on Michael Roffel past the halfway point of the game. That was incredible. Luckily for the Ducks, Rajalov just mistimed the game thanks to the lucky crossbar. Yeah, then the third period, it, it was all John Gibson. The defense did what they normally do in the third period, and they just turtle. They try to protect the lead, and they let goal slip by. This, this has happened all season long. All season. What made it worse? The Ducks could have scored a lot more goals, and they didn't. And to tie the game... Rupe Hints, he was left all alone, all alone in the low slot. I mean, yes, it was a great pass by Jason Robertson. And by the way, shout out to the Robertson family for coming out in droves last night. And then there was just a horrendous turnover where Jacob Peterson went five hole on Gibby. Yeah, that's what it is. Horrendous turnovers and bad defense. And I said this last night. If it wasn't for John Gibson, the Dallas Stars would have six goals by now. They could have scored five or six. In fact, let's do this. Let's look at the microstats, shall we? John Gibson had an expected goals against of 3.96, meaning he should have allowed four goals. And he allowed three. He was 0.096 above expected goals against. That's incredible. For for one game, that's really good. His game score was a .96, which is a positive game score. It's a good score. Don't get me wrong. There's been a few games this season where he's had a negative game score, where the expected goals against was maybe at a 2 at best, maybe 2.5. And, and these are games that have happened in the past couple months where he's allowed 3 or more goals. And the expected goals against was around two, two and a half. This was at four. Let me repeat that. He could have allowed four goals and only allowed three. But even the ones against, I would not count those against him. The expected goals against, just by the eye test, was more like five or six. But according to the microstats, it's around four, which is still a lot of goals that the Ducks are allowing. Let's go even further. Let's look at the last 15 games of John Gibbs. Oh, yeah. Do we do we have to? Yeah. This is post-All-Star break. All right. This is now 15 consecutive games where John Gibson has allowed three or more goals. The worst of his career. It, it, it's bad. It's sad. In the last 15 games, he is 2-12-1. and one. Uh, Do I have to repeat this? Yeah, I think I do. He's 2-12-1 with a goals against of a, a lot. It's above 4. His goals against is above 4, hovering around 4.1. His save percentage post-All-Star break is 860. Oh, boy. That's enough to drive any goaltender crazy. That's That's not good. But it's not all his fault. I mean, he needs to get rested. You do not want to just pound him and pound him and pound Like, you don't want to do that. There's only 14 games left. And the Ducks are practically out of a playoff spot. You don't want to tire out your star goalie. 
when there's very little hope of getting into the playoffs. I mean, the hope, I mean, the chances of the playoffs right now are slim to none, and Slim is leaving the building right now. Once again, they're at 65 points. They've been stuck at 65 points for what seems like forever. Even if they were to win out, which, let's face it, that's a tall order, that would put them at 93 points. And I don't think 93 points is going to be quite enough to make it to the playoffs this season. I think it's going to be 95, 96 to get into the playoffs. So even if they went out, they're probably not making it at this point. As it is, if they lose, it looks like eight more games out of the last 14, then they're out. They're mathematically eliminated if they lose eight more games. So I I guess the countdown is on to the number of losses until they get eliminated, which could be in the next couple of weeks, as long as Dallas... Oh yeah, by the way, silver lining, Dallas overtook Vegas for that top wildcard spot, so yay. Oh, but Vegas plays Seattle this week. Oh boy. Yeah, Vegas plays Seattle. Seattle is bottom in the standings in the Pacific, And Vegas has a two-game set against Seattle. So I would expect Vegas to win at least one or both of those games. And that leaves Thursday night, where Dallas is going to come off of a great win. They're going to look to get further into the wild card. And the Ducks are probably likely to lose their 11th in a row. And if I were Dallas Eakins, I'd start Stolarz. It's it's legit time that we give Gibby a break. He's already played 48 games this season. Just get him to 50, get him to 50, and then close him out for the season. Like I said, there's only 14 games left. At most, play him half those games. Half. Give him seven more games. Get him to 55 games. No more. You got to give Anthony Stolarz the starts. You have Stolarz there for a reason. You're paying him that money for a reason. Give Stolarz more starts. Give him the start this Thursday against Dallas. Give him the start this weekend against the Arizona Coyotes. Give Stolarz most more starts and just just give Gibby a rest. I, I hate seeing John Gibson just look that pissed off. I, I hate it. He deserves better. All right. We're going to head into the first intermission, but let's talk about Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar around. And folks, Built Bar comes in 18 terrific flavors covered in 100% real chocolate. And if you're like me, you want to try to keep in shape, keep the body running. I mean, I got New York Marathon later on this year, and I'm definitely training right now. So why not have a Built Bar? Yeah, have a Built Bar today, or you could try one of the amazing Built Puffs, or the incredible Built Boost, which is a drink enhancer you put in your water, and it gives you all kinds of delicious vitamins and minerals. So, if you want to check out the latest delicious Built Bars, Built Puffs, Built Boost, then head over to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. After the intermission, we're going to talk about Troy Terry. He's very good at hockey. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with J.D. Hernandez as we continue to talk about last night's game 
The Ducks lost their 10th in a row, losing to Dallas 3-2. But I don't want to talk about the losing streak right now. I want to talk about the amazing player that is Troy Terry scoring his 31st goal of the season. It felt like Troy Terry could have had more goals last night. As it is, he had just the one goal in last night's game. Unfortunately, he does get tagged with a negative game score because he happened to be out there for a couple of those goals against. But a lot of Ducks players had a negative game score, except for a couple guys. Simone Benoit and Andre Suster had positive scores above one. Oh, and Derek Grant also had a positive score, who was also on the line with Terry and Zegris. But Troy Terry, right now, 31 goals this season with 14 left. I think he will get to 35 goals. It's not outside the realm of possibility for him to get to 40 goals this season. And if that happens, he'll be entering rarefied air. But let's talk about Troy Terry for a hot minute. 31 points on this, or so 31 goals in this season. Ha, huh? points. He's got way more than 31 points. He's got 54 points this season in 62 games. So he did miss a few games. Troy Terry right now, I think, is the candidate for best Ducks player. And pro- I would say over Trevor Zegras, Troy Terry is the best Ducks player this season and definitely worthy of most improved player this season because I look at the strides that Troy Terry has made from season to season and it has gone up tremendously this season. Part of that is he's getting a little bit more playing time. He's getting put in better lines. And also, when you're on a line with Ryan Getzloff for most of the season, and Getze is definitely a pass-first forward, then you're going to get more opportunities. I mean, yes, the shot percentage, a lot of people have been saying, it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. He's not going to shoot over 15% this season. You know, it's against his numbers. Well, hey, you know what? Those of you saying his shooting percentage would be below 15%, y'all were wrong. It is still at 21.8% as of this recording which is still quite good. And I really liked, well, there was a couple of stats that I really liked. And this one, I'm going to just piggyback here off of color commentator for Ducks Radio, Dan Wood, who had this to say, 17 of Troy Terry's 31 goals this season have either tied a game or given the Ducks a lead. This courtesy of Dan Wood. That's amazing. That not only tells you how good he is, but that tells you how clutch he is. And Troy Terry has definitely had his numbers of clutch goals this season, dating back to, I mean, there there was a few times where I would say, man, Troy Terry, that came at the right time, right? Yeah. The goal that he had last night, that gave the Ducks the lead at the moment. That looked like it was going to be the game-winning goal because I thought, okay, 2-1. to one, I erroneously thought, oh, they're not going to blow this lead this time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they did blow another lead. You know, stupid me thinking that the Ducks were actually going to hold a lead again. <laughs> not so much. But there's been some clutch goals. He had that great goal at Ottawa, ended up being a game-winning goal. That was pretty clutch right there. He was pretty clutch at Vancouver against the Canucks. Another clutch goal that took place last month. Let's go back to earlier this season. He had some great clutch goals during that amazing run that he had. He had the clutch goal against the Montreal Canadiens on Halloween night. 
He had a clutch goal against the St. Louis Blues. He had another clutch goal against Vancouver. So he's been really good at Vancouver this season, having two clutch goals. The game against Vancouver in February and the game at Vancouver in November. That was pretty amazing, but that was during that whole redonkulous streak that he was having to start the season. Another clutch goal that I really liked was the one just before Christmas at St. Louis where he had two key goals in that game. And of course, got to talk about the hat trick that he had against the Philadelphia Flyers. And one of those was a very important goal to have. But not only that, let's talk about, oh, I I don't know, maybe the game at Boston. The one right before the All-Star break, where at the time I thought that's going to be a key goal. I mean, little did I know. But at the time, before the All-Star break, I thought to myself, that is going to be a key goal that is going to help them through that road trip. And you know what? It did get him through that road trip. He had that key goal against Boston. He had a key goal against the Canadians. He had a key goal against Ottawa. All right before the All-Star break. And then everything just kind of went to crap. Not to say that he's had some important goals this season. He's had very important goals this season. In fact, if it wasn't for Troy Terry, the Ducks would probably have maybe 50-something points this season. Maybe 53 Am I saying that Troy Terry is solely responsible for at least 10 of those points? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yes, I know the war isn't that high, but you cannot deny his importance. The Ducks could be below the Chicago Blackhawks. They could be close to Seattle and Arizona territory if it weren't for Troy Terry. He's one of the reasons why I have hope for this team. He's one of those reasons why I have hope for the Ducks' future. And Troy Terry, he's still young. He's only 24 years old. The best years of hockey are in front of him, and I don't think he's hit his prime yet. I think his prime is coming. That's how scary he is. So once again, got to give props where props are due to Troy Terry. 31 goals this season. I think he's getting at 35 easily this season with 14 games left. All right, coming up after the second intermission, we're going to do this. We're going to talk about the Ducks' losing streak. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with J.D. Hernandez, and okay, let's talk about this. The Ducks have lost their 10th consecutive game. This is a mighty decade of losing for those of you that saw the meme and said, hey, that's clever. (laughs) Yeah, I I hear a lot of laughter, but at the same time, I hear a lot of, oh, wait, they've actually lost 10 in a row. Yes, this is now the Ducks' second longest winless streak in franchise history. This goes all the way back to 1993. This goes back a long way, 94 rather. And what? They this is the second longest streak ever? Yes. They had a 9-game losing streak last season. Remember this took place last February and fans were saying, "Oh, we got to get rid of Dalsikins." This was back last season. They had a 9-game streak in 2001. And they had a couple of 9-game streaks in 95 and 96. This is the second longest. 
the longest losing streak in Anaheim Ducks franchise history is 12. And you don't have to go back very far. In fact, you can go back to 2018-2019. That's the longest winless streak for the Ducks. They lost 3-1 at New York against the Rangers. They lost 3-1 at Boston. They lost 3-0 at Buffalo. They lost 4-2 at the Shark Tank. Then they came back home. They lost 5-4 in overtime against the Coyotes. 2-1 in overtime against the Lightning. 3-2 against Vegas. 4-0 against Edmonton. 2-1 in overtime against the Ottawa Senators. 7-4 against the Penguins. Then they lost 4-3 in overtime at Winnipeg. And 3-1 at Little Caesars Arena in Detroit. Their first game at Little Caesars Arena. And then they broke the streak January 17th, 2019 at Minnesota with a 3-0 loss. So that's how far back you've got to go. Not that far back. Only three seasons ago. The 3-0 game. Hey, you know who scored goals? Adam Henrique, Ricard Raquel, and Brian Gibbons. Remember Brian Gibbons? That wasn't that long ago. In fact, remember this roster for the Ducks where you had Brian Gibbons there? Then you had Derek Grant, you had Andre Kasha, Jacob Larson, the beginning of that whole experiment. Brandon Montour was part of that team. Then you had Carter Rowney, Nick Ritchie, Devin Shore, Daniel Sprong, Andy Wolinski. Oh, and by the way, the beginnings of Troy Terry as well. So, I mean, the Ducks had, they, they had some players there. They had Getsy and Perry still, but boy, that, I, I, that was an awful, awful losing streak. And just when I was beginning to cover this, I mean, it it was a bad one. Those were all games that the Ducks just did not look good. The offense was non-existent for the majority of that road trip. The only good game they had was the game against the Coyotes, and that one did go to overtime. And that was a game the Ducks could have won and didn't, and that was right before New Year's Eve. The New Year's Eve game at the Ponda, that was that kind of afternoon game game that they like to have against Tampa Bay and that was a game they could have won too they could have and didn't so will the Ducks get to 12 in a row I'm gonna say no I'm going to say no they're not going to get to 12 I do think our Thursday's game which is tomorrow now I do think that Dallas is going to come out firing on that game as well and they will more likely win that game on Thursday So I'm just putting that out there. But then there's a game right after that against the lowly Coyotes. That's a game that the Ducks need to win. They should win that game. Yes, it's at Arizona. And and yes, it's April Fool's Day. But they've got to win that game. I don't want to see the Ducks tie a franchise record of 12 losses in a row because after that, They've got, what, the Edmonton Oilers, the Calgary Flames, two very tough teams in the division. And then you have the Flyers, like that whole murderer's row of a road trip where you have the Flyers, the Hurricanes, the Panthers, the Lightning. Yeah, it's going to be tough sledding for the rest of the season. It really is, folks. But that Arizona game, I'm looking at that and thinking that is a must-win for the Ducks, even though they're out of it. It's still a must win because you want to at least have some kind of confidence. You don't want to see a despondent Trevor Zegers after every game. 
I don't know if you guys saw the press conference last night, but Trevor Zegras, he was disappointed. I mean, he was astounded by John Gibson saying he made some incredible saves, but also saying that, you know, we, we should have scored more for him. We should have done more for John Gibson. And, you know, Zegras is right. It could have been a winnable game, and they've got to do more. And he hates losing. He hates this losing streak. I hate seeing Trevor Zegras this sad. And I know pretty much all Ducks fans hate seeing Trevor Zegras just that sad. It's not a good look. You hate to see your prized prospect just look dejected after every game, especially with a 10-game losing streak like this. You don't want to be part of the longest one in franchise history, right? You absolutely do not. So I, I'll i be honest, I think it'll get to 11, and that's it. That's it. Gotta win at Arizona. All right, that's going to do it for today's podcast. I didn't want to end on that sad of a note, so I'll end on a happier note. The San Diego Goals, they're doing very well right now. They're in a playoff spot. Tomorrow is Goals Thursday, where I'll be talking about the latest Goals stuff, and it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. All right. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Don't forget to make Locked On NHL your second listen of the day. Today is Wednesday. So we got Western Conference Wednesdays with Jess Balmasto, host of Locked On Flames, and Sarah Avampato, host of Locked On Kings. So yeah, make sure to make that your second listen of the day. Thanks for listening. This podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, among others. My email address is LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com if you care to email. My Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, thank you so much for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together. Fly together.